Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the March 7th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast, Back from the Dead. As you might be able to tell, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to shout much on this episode. Voice still not with me. Uh, I have, if you've been watching the show, I've been on an all-time cold streak. I lost the biggest bet of my entire life on Saturday night. I woke up extremely sick on Sunday. Uh, I've now lost my voice. And you might be able to hear that I am now battling construction going on just outside my window in New York City. So, (laughs) fun times. But I'm back. I'm not going to let that keep me down. We got stuff to get through this week. It's too big for me to stay in bed with a lost voice. I got picks to give out today. We got the Players' Championship this week that I'm going to break down. We got Power Conference College Basketball Tournaments. The ACC starts today. I believe all the rest of them start tomorrow. I got picks for all of them. So, Players' Championship, I got picked to win. I got top five. I got top ten. I got top 20. Power Conferences, I got ACC Tournament winner. I got Big East Tournament winner. I got Pac-12 Tournament winner. I got Big Ten Tournament winner. I got Big 12 Tournament winner. I got SEC Tournament winner. Uh, yeah, but I, I do got to address. I, I did. I think I talked about it on this podcast. I definitely talked about it on Chasing That Paper that uh, that I, I placed the biggest bet of my entire life on the UFC 285 main event, Cyril Gone. And now uh, the two biggest bets I've placed in my entire life have been on two UFC fighters who both ended up losing inside the first round. So uh, let that be a, a sign to you. I got a lot of nasty DMs after after Saturday night when Cyril gone lost. Listen, I lost a lot of money, people. <laughs> Trust me, I'm there. Uh, I'm there with you. Let this be a sign in the future that if I'm placing the biggest bet of my entire life to take the opposite and take the opposite big. Um, I don't know why the confidence to do that after the cold streak I've been on. Thank God for Marcel Siem, the DP World Tour pick a couple weeks ago. If it wasn't for him, I'd be in the hole big. That was what, like a 42-unit win? And because of that, I think over the last month, I think I I might be even. But we're going to march on. We're going to march on, baby. You know what they say, uh, the night is dark is just before the dawn. Isn't that that, uh, Two-Face from uh, Batman who said that? The man was a philosopher. What can I say? Let's get into picks for today. (laughs) Dear God, help me. Um... Let's start with the Players' Championship. I'm going to try to get through these picks as quickly as possible, but i got a lot of picks here. i got a lot to talk about. I don't know if my voice is going to hold up. Uh, my pick to win the Players' Championship. You know what? Let's go reverse order. Let's go top 20 down to pick to win. Let's let's tease the people. i got some tea with honey here. Oh, also, by the way, I'm the new co-host of Stacking the Box, which is a fan side of the NFL show. The first episode is going to go live today at 12 p.m. It's a live stream. Uh, it is an NFL show, uh, but not just NFL betting. It's just a general NFL show. So I'm excited to talk about just general NFL stuff. Uh, I'm replacing Matt Verderam, who is the NFL insider who moved on to Sports Illustrated. As the construction gets louder out the window, 
So keep an eye out for that. I'm excited to talk about sports for more than just a betting perspective. So that'll be 12 p.m. Eastern live stream, Stacking the Box YouTube page. Tuesdays, every week on Tuesday. All right, let's fight through this construction. My top 20 bet for the Players' Championship. One of my favorite golfers to bet on just because his name. He has the best <laughs> name on the PJ Tour. That's Christian Bezadenut to finish in the top 20 at plus 650. Now, if you don't want to take top 20 at plus 650, there are some books that offer top 40 odds. Maybe that suits your fancy a little bit more. Obviously, your odds are going to be quite a bit shorter. But I like him. Uh, big thing here at the Players' Championship is this is one of the few events of the season that you can target guys who are accurate off the tee but that are not long. Um, you also want guys who are good around the green. Sixth toughest course on the PJ Tour in strokes gained around the green. That's what Christian Bizet knew it is. He ranks 186th in stroke, strokes gained off the tee, but that's largely due to his complete lack of distance. 177th in driving distance, but he's 33rd in driving accuracy. we got to target accurate drivers this week. Guys who can hit fairways. If I were if I were to say there's probably one key stat that sticks out more than anything else, it's that. Driving accuracy. Gotta hit fairways. Zayden Newt's also fifth in strokes gained around the greens. He has a very good short game. His putting game hasn't lived up this season to where it has in years past. He's historically a very good putter. Hasn't been the case this year. But I'll bank on some positive regression in that area. He's uh, He has gained strokes uh, in two of his last three starts with his putter, so hopefully that's the side of things to come. I'll go Christian Mazadenut to finish in the top 20 at plus 650. Top 10 next. We're going with everyone's favorite golfer. Tyrrell Hatton, plus 275. I don't think enough people are talking about how good Tyrrell Hatton has been playing as of late. Here's his last seven starts. T13 at the CJ Cup. T2 at the DP World Tour Championship. T7 at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. T38 at the Hero Dubai Desert Classic. T6 at the Phoenix Open. T40 at the Genesis. T4 last week. So those seven starts, he has four top 10s and five top T13 or better. Very accurate off the tee, which is why I love him this week. 16th in driving accuracy. Eighth on tour in total strokes gain. He also finished 13th here last year, so he's already had success at TPC Sawgrass. So Players' Championship, I'll take Tyrrell Hatton, top 10, plus 275. Uh, my top five bet, I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa at plus 450. Uh, I think his miscut last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational is kind of undervaluing him this week. But in his last six starts, he has two miscuts, which is fair. Something you should be concerned about. But the four events that he made the cut, he went sixth. He went solo sixth, T6, third, and second. So if he makes the cut, he's finishing top six. Uh, and also, I love how accurate he is off the tee of the top tier of golfers. He's one of the more accurate drivers of the golf ball. Third in driving accuracy. So I like Colin Morikawa, top five, plus 450. My pick to win, probably not going to be a shocker. It's the same guy I went with last week. As I continue to try to talk over the construction, Scotty Scheffler, 11 to 1 to win. Oh my God, this is a disaster. 
So I don't know if any of you have looked at the website Data Golf before. Very good resource for betting on golf. They have their own model, which takes into uh, consideration uh, just their baseline model, they call it. It takes into consideration past course history. It takes into consider consideration how someone's style of play fits a course. And in their model, they have Scotty Scheffler with the highest percent chance to win at 7.9% chance to win the Players' Championship. That is 2.5% higher than the next closest golfer, but yet he's third on the odds list. A big reason why I think that's the case, I think why their model, and rightfully so, puts him above the John Roms and the Roy McIlroy of the world, is because driving accuracy. Scotty Scheffler's around 50th in driving accuracy, which is good enough considering how good he is everywhere else. Rom and Rory have been terrible with their driving accuracy. 119th in driving accuracy is Rom. Rory is 183rd in driving accuracy this season. Also, I don't really fully understand why Rory keeps getting priced with Rom and Scheffler. He hasn't won lately. So, once again, for the second week in a row, I, and I keep saying this, I think every week I think you have to take Scheffler or Rom. You're going to feel stupid come Sunday if they're in contention and you don't have them. Scheffler, I took him last week. He choked down the stretch, but he was right there. He birdie. If he would have birdied 18 instead of bogeyed, it would have been in a playoff. He also lead. Scotty Scheffler leads the tour in, in greens and regulation. That'll be huge this week. He needs his putter not to let him down. But at 11 to 1, I think Scotty Scheffler should be the favorite based on his driving accuracy and the lack of driving accuracy from Rom and Roy. So I'll take Scotty Scheffler to win the Players' Championship. At 11 to 1. How about that? There's my players' championship picks. This is quite literally my Jordan flu game. Quite literally. I have the flu. This is my Jordan flu game. I got picks for all the for all the major conference tournaments too. But we gotta take a quick break. I gotta fix the I gotta change the graphics around. And hopefully the construction's gonna quiet down a little bit. I'll be right back. Alright, and we're back. The construction is still out there, but at least it's quiet down a little bit for me to get the rest of this goddamn fucking show out. <laughs> Conference tournament winners. Let's start with the ACC since that starts today. I'm going to take Clemson. The Tigers. Go Tigers. Oh, that was a terrible uh, Ed Ordron impression. Uh, to win the ACC tournament, plus 650 here. Duke, Virginia, and UNC. None of them have good enough shooting for me to trust them. Miami and Pitt don't have the defense, and also they're on the much tougher side of the bracket. So I'm going to go with Clemson. I also like NC State. If you want a little bit of a bigger long shot, I like NC State here. Clemson, 24th in effective field goal percentage, 86th in defensive efficiency, 115th in rebounding, 48th in turnovers per possession. So a lot of really good numbers, solid in a lot of areas. If I do have a concern with Clemson, is that the the fact they don't create a lot of extra scoring chances. They're terrible at offensive rebounding, one of the worst offensive rebounding teams in the country, and they're not great at forcing turnovers either. That is actually kind of why I like NC State. They're actually kind of the complete opposite of Clemson. NC State can't shoot uh, as well as Clemson. They can't defend the shot as well as Clemson, but they do a great job of creating extra scoring chances. One of the best teams in the country, actually, at extra scoring chances per game. But with that being said, Clemson has won fewer games. Uh, games than NC State. Uh, I just, I, I like, I mean, 24th in the country in effective field goal percentage. I mean, you got to like a team that can get hot shooting. I'll take Clemson plus 650 to win the ACC tournament. Moving on to the Big East tournament. 
which I will be attending for the I'll be attending the two semifinal games on Friday night as long as I start to feel a little bit better. I'm going to go with the favorite here. Don't worry. Got some long shots coming up later in the show, but I'm going to take UConn plus 220. Shop around for this number. I got plus 220 at FanDuel. A lot of places have plus 200. So there is, uh, as is always the case for every future, shop around. You're going to get some different prices out there. Uh, but UConn does everything well. I actually kind of like UConn to win the entire NCAA tournament as well. Uh, I did bet on them last week. I forget the odds I got them at. I want to say 25 to 1, but maybe it wasn't that. Maybe that's too long. But listen to these numbers. 53rd in effective field goal percentage. 11th in defensive efficiency. 11th in extra scoring chances, which I am a sucker for. Plus 5.5 extra scoring chances per game. 11th best in the country. Second in rebounding. I'm a sucker for rebounding. 20th in effective possession ratio. They're solid everywhere. They don't have a weakness. 11th in both defensive efficiency and extra scoring chances. Second in rebounding. Ooh. Now, I also like Marquette, who UConn would be facing in their second game, I believe, if they get past Providence. Uh, Marquette, uh, though, the issue with them, uh, they can't rebound. 302nd rebounding percentage. I think that's going to cost a team like them at some point this tournament. You can't get out-rebounded every single game and expect to win multiple games in a row against the best teams in the conference. And remember, UConn was a top-ranked team. Were they number one at one point earlier this year? Or were they, like, if not one, they were, like, two or three. But then they went on a cold streak in the middle of the season where they were terrible, but they recovered. If you stop paying attention to Big East basketball, they closed the year on an 8-1 and one run. Their only loss during that nine-game stretch was a road loss at Creighton, where they only lost by three points. So I think there is a reason why they're the favorites in this tournament, despite being the number four seed. I like them. I like them to win the Big East. I like them to win the NCAA tournament. Go Huskies. Give me UConn, plus 220, to win the Big East. Moving on, Pac-12. Pretty straightforward handicap here. Just give me Arizona plus 210. It's UCLA, it's Arizona, it's then everyone else in the Pac-12. I can't back anyone, any long shot, any dark horse in the Pac-12 with any level of confidence whatsoever. So let's just talk UCLA and Arizona. UCLA is the favorite to win the tournament. They are the number one seed. They just beat Arizona in their last regular season game. And UCLA is more well-rounded than Arizona. They play a little bit more disciplined basketball, a little bit better fundamental basketball. But they aren't as good shooting as Arizona. Arizona ranks sixth in the country in effective field goal percentage, one of the best shooting teams in the country. UCLA all the way down at 156th. That's why it's an interesting matchup when these two teams play, because if Arizona shoots their average numbers uh, but plays better than average fundamental basketball, they'll win. And if UCLA you know, does their average fundamental basketball but shoots better than their average numbers, they'll win. So it's a real matchup between shooting and not turning the ball over, really, is what it comes down to. I'll take Arizona just because they have the longer odds, and if they do meet in the final, uh, I think the odds are going to be close to pick them. So I'll take Arizona with the longer odds and hope UCLA gets upset before the final. Pretty straightforward. I don't have anything interesting to say about the Pac-12, unfortunately. But let's get into some long shots, shall we? Big Ten? <laughs> oh, my God. My voice is not old enough. All right, we got four more tournaments to get through. Three, four, three, three more tournaments to get through for my voice. Let's go. Let's stop wasting time. Maryland. I'm going to take them 9-1 to one to win the Big Ten. I think Purdue's actually far and away the best team in the Big Ten. 
I hate the odds to win the tournament at plus 190. Uh, so instead, my strategy here is to bet on a team that's a bit of a dark horse, but a team that's on the other side of the bracket. That way, hopefully uh, Maryland can make the final, and if they do, hopefully Purdue loses along the way. If Maryland faces Purdue in the final, maybe we can hedge. Maybe there'll be some hedging opportunity, if not pregame, depending on the spread. Maybe live betting. Uh, Maryland also does have a pretty favorable path to the final. In their first game, they'll take on the winner of Minnesota-Nebraska, which would be a cakewalk for them. Their toughest test will be in the second round against Indiana. I think Maryland matches up well against Indiana, though. They've already beat them this year. And then hopefully they play Northwestern in the semifinal. Northwestern's one of the biggest fraudulent teams in the country. They're outside the top 300 in shooting. They suck. Uh, Maryland, very solid all around. 125th in EFG percentage, 59th in defensive efficiency. 85th in extra scoring chances per game at plus 2.0. 104th in rebounding, 50th in effective possession ratio, 65th in turnover. So they don't jump off the page anywhere where you say, ooh, they're really good in that stat. But what they have is that they, they don't have any weaknesses. They're solid everywhere. And sometimes when you have to bet on a team to win multiple games in a row against several different teams that have varying styles of play, the team that sometimes you want to back is a team that's solid everywhere but and doesn't have any weaknesses. So Maryland to win the Big Ten at plus 900. Now you knew I was going to give you some kind of big long shot today. Uh, I would be disappointing the people if I didn't. So I'm looking at the Big 12 tournament for my favorite long shot bet of the conference tournament season. Give me Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that again. Give 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 me Texas Tech. Plus 4,000. <laughs> give me Texas Tech. Give me Texas Tech. I did it again. My voice my voice is faltering here. Plus 4,000 to win the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> oh, boy. I think Texas Tech is way better than the record indicates. Uh, effective field goal percentage are 76th in the country. That's better than Kansas. Defensive efficiency, they're also 76th in the country. That's better than Baylor. 78th in rebounding, that's better than Texas and Kansas. When you look at their stats, you wouldn't guess that they're 5-13 and 13 in conference play. Also, their average scoring margin is plus 5.0. They do not have the statistical makeup of a team that's 5-13 and 13 in conference play and one of the worst seeds in the tournament. Now, I will say, their glaring issue is turnovers. They cough up the ball a ton. And if they lose, and they, they likely will. I'm not super confident this is going to hit. But if they lose, it's going to be because they're going to cough the ball up a lot. But they're, they're a solid team. Top 76 in EFG percentage, defense efficiency, top 78 in rebounding. I think they're a lot better in the record. And Gates at 40-1 to 1 in the Big 12, which I think is the conference with the biggest parity, the most amount of parity in the country in terms of the major conferences. I'll take a shot at a 40-1 to underdog. I think they play Oklahoma first round. If they beat them, they do got to play Kansas in the second round. But Texas Tech has some wins over some good teams. I think they, I think they beat Texas. Did they beat Kansas already? Maybe not. Uh, but they, 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 they got hot to close out the year. I think they did finish off with two straight losses. I think, two, I think there was like a one basket loss to TCU and then another close loss to Oklahoma State. Before that, they were hot. So 40-1. to 
Also, shop around for this. I think I got 40 to 1 at BetMGM. I think there's a couple books at 40 to 1, but I saw one book, it might have been FanDuel, at 30 to 1. So that, that's a pretty big price difference. Shop around for this one. Texas Tech to win the Big 12 tournament, 40 to 1. Which leaves us with the SEC. Final pick of the show. Let's get through this before I completely lose my voice. I'll take Arkansas, the team that last year, if they made the Final Four, I was going to have to get a Razorback tattoo. I'm on them this time, at least for the SEC tournament. I'll take them 13-1. to 1. Here's the issue in the SEC. You got Alabama, who's a top team I would stay far away from. Um, they can shoot the hell out of the ball. But then none of the other top teams can really shoot. Kentucky can't really shoot. They're like 150th in effective field goal percentage. Texas A&M certainly can't shoot. Um... Who's the other good? Auburn definitely can't shoot. Missouri can shoot, but they can't fucking play defense. So I'll take Arkansas here. 96th in effective field goal percentage. 28th in defensive efficiency. 71st in extra scoring chances per game, plus 2.4. 89th in rebounding rate. 43rd in average scoring margin. Another team a lot like Texas Tech, who despite their not-so-great record, very good in average scoring margin, plus 7.6. 43rd best mark in the country. That's only 0.1 lower than Texas A&M, who is the number two seed and is a potential quarterfinals matchup for them if Arkansas beats Auburn. So at 13 to one, I like Arkansas. I think they're better than their record. Go Hogs! What do they say, Pig Suey? Let's go. There you have it. That's our show. I'll quickly recap all the picks here, and then I got to sign off because I got to live go go live for stocking the stack in the box at 12 p.m. Eastern. I hopefully my voice will be a little bit better by then, but I doubt it. Players Championship. Scotty Scheffler to win 11-1. Colin Morikawa, top five, plus 450. Tyrrell Hatton, I forget his odds. <laughs> plus 275, I think they were. Go back and look at the graphic or listen to it earlier. Christian Bizade Newt, top 20, plus 650. <laughs> Who's my voice? ACC Tournament. <laughs> Clemson, plus 650. Big East Tournament winner, UConn, plus 220. Pac-12 tournament winner, Arizona, plus 210. Big 10 tournament winner, Maryland, plus 900. Big 12 tournament winner, Texas Tech, plus 4,000. SEC tournament winner, Arkansas, 13-1, plus 1,300. There you have it. Good luck with all your bets this week. It's one of the best weeks. The next few weeks are the best, like, three-week stretch in sports betting on the calendar. Enjoy it. If you're going to be at the Big East tournament on Friday night for the semifinal games, let me know. I'd love to meet you. I haven't bought my ticket yet. i got to make sure that I feel all right. I might be going with my friend and co-worker, Reed Wallach. I'm trying to convince him to come with me. We'll see. I'm excited to watch some Big East basketball. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Like, subscribe. I apologize for my voice. I apologize for the construction in the background. But that's the way it is. At least I got up. This is my Jordan flu game. I got up and I recorded. That's What else do you want from me? All right, I'm back. I'm back. Let's fucking go. Let's get hot. Please. Gamble or bless. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. I'll have some picks for the actual conference games and some NHL too. Stay tuned. Talk to you then.